Hey, what's going on, my beautiful people? Welcome to the Mindful Love Podcast, a podcast that was created to discuss topics like relationships, anxiety, depression, healthy mindsets, and anything personal development. I thank you guys for joining me, and I look forward to watching your journey. A breath of fresh air, now that's a good feeling. Welcome to the Mindful Love Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Court. And on today's episode, I want to talk to you about the four attachment styles. Now, you know, it was only a matter of time before I talked about the four attachment styles. For those of you who have followed my journey up until this point, you know that I got my start from YouTube videos and people wanted more, more ways to access my information without having to sit down and watch a full length episode of uh, YouTube. So before I get into that, though, I want to talk just a little bit about my history. I graduated with my sociology degree in 2006. I obtained my life and relationship coaching certification last year, and I've been working with children and families and the community for over the past 16 years. I learned about attachment styles during my recent uh, schooling within relationship coaching And it really intrigued me because it made a lot of sense as to why I was the way that I was. The way that I operated in relationships was mainly due to me being raised by five women, but also um, my dad leaving when I was three years old. Because usually when people have anxious, preoccupied uh, tendencies, they suffer from some type of rejection or some type of abandonment issues. And that was my... Uh, very first experience of abandonment, which made me turn my women into my caregivers. Yes, I was a mama's boy raised, being raised, and it all made so much sense to me. But if you were to ask me if I was to if I was ever want to change my upbringing, I would say no, because it made me who I am today. And it also gave me a lot of insight on the way that women operate and also how to connect with them better. The reason that I decided to go deep into attachment styles was when I went through my divorce, which was a little while back, uh, I got divorced and that really triggered me into my anxious preoccupied, which is why I joke a lot and say that I'm an anxious preoccupied in recovery because I feel as if you have to really do major work to change that part of you, change that style, become more secure in order for you to have healthier relationships in the future. And that part of you will always flare up. You know, you may have the most extravagant house, the most successful job, but in your romantic relationship become very insecure and very clingy, needy, and need validation all the time. So I'm going to go ahead and dive deep, but I want to just let you guys know the importance of having the masculine and feminine energy in the household. It's very important to raise a happy and healthy child mentally to have both of those energies in the household. That's just a little bit of a side note. And also just my opinion as well. The very first attachment style I want to talk about is the anxious preoccupied person. Now, the anxious preoccupied person is the the attachment style that gets a little clingy, gets a little needy and really tries to progress the relationship quicker than the relationship is supposed to move. That's because... When a person is anxious, preoccupied, they really fear abandonment and they really fear rejection. 
So they want to get you to a commitment as quickly as possible because they can't stand the fact that they've gotten rejected. And they are uh, very loving, very connected. They're really in tune with a person in a relationship. They know when the energy's off, they can really sense it. And that's when their anxiety, hence they put the anxious in anxious preoccupied. Their anxiety starts to kick into high gear which kind of makes them really difficult to deal with, especially when you have something going on and you're not responding to them right away via text or via phone. They really start to make up these scenarios in their head that you're most likely losing attraction for them and you're starting to abandon them. So they, when they start to get stressed out, they want to pull you closer. They want to find any reason to get closer to you and to, get you back to on speaking terms. Sometimes they do it in a way that's really unhealthy, meaning, um, you know, that kid that is begging for their parents' attention, any attention is good attention. So they will, you know, break a lamp and sure, it's going to be negative attention, but at least they'll get attention, which is why many people that are anxious preoccupied, if they're feeling like they're losing control of the situation or you're going to abandon them, they'll do things like self-sabotage the relationship. They'll stalk your profile and accuse you of doing stuff. They'll message you repeatedly, call you repeatedly, um, really become a person that's really tough to deal with. The AP has something called activating strategies. And what activating strategies are, any way that they can get you closer to them to pull you in, any form of communication that they can have in order to build a stronger bond with you and to have that certainty that you're not going to abandon them. It's really hard for APs to deactivate themselves because once they're triggered, the only thing that can stop them from being triggered into their anxiety is for you to give them certainty and reassurance that you're not going to abandon them. The next style that I want to talk about is the dismissive avoidant. Now the dismissive avoidant is the one that people refer to as emotionally unavailable. Reason being is they don't really talk about feelings. They don't like talking about things that are really deep and personal to them, especially throughout the courtship process. Now, you can go into a marriage with somebody that's dismissive and just kind of see them as being very reserved, private and closed off. The reason that they operate the way that they do is because their biggest fear is the fear of being vulnerable or needing somebody. They don't want to have to lean on other people for support and help. And that's the exact opposite of the anxious preoccupied style. But unlike the anxious preoccupied, the dismissive avoidant has deactivating strategies, which is any reason to pull away from a person and to go into their own uh, individuality and self-reflection. The anxious preoccupied is the opposite way. The irony of these ways of operating is the anxious and avoidant Attachment style makes up for a great deal of our normal relationships that we see. You'll always have one person a little bit more anxious and a person that's a little bit more dismissive. The next attachment style is the secure attachment style. This is the style that, like I talked about earlier, most likely had both parents in the picture. They had parents that were really good communicators. They had a healthy marriage. And they supported their kids sporting events or whatever else they wanted to get involved in. And they also gave that kid enough quality time to 
make them feel as if they're important in their life. The person that's securely attached these days are kind of rare because there are so many people who have experienced childhood trauma without even realizing that it was actually forming some type of unhealthy attachment style. One of the trainings that I went to many, many years ago was about something called TIC, trauma-informed care. And basically what the training taught me was how many different types of trauma I experienced in my own personal life, but also taught everybody else that was in attendance theirs as well. And they have a test that you can take called aces2high.com. And it's basically 10 questions that ask you simple yes or no questions about different areas of your life and if whether or not you've experienced these different things. And a lot of people experience a high level of trauma or if not medium level, which is a four or five in their life that they didn't really realize uh, could really contribute to things like mental health issues and even physical disorders. You can if you have a lot of traumas early on in your childhood, you can end up with early heart disease and diabetes. It's so interesting how your brain, because of the neuroplasticity, is able to mold itself and change your biological uh, wiring. Your primary attachment style is formed in between the ages of zero and five. So you may not even know why you operate the way that you do. You may not even know what contributed to it. Now, I was able to, I had a couple of visions that brought me back to where my attachment style basically was formed, which was my age of three. But we're not going to go into that. We're going to get back to the topic. The next attachment style I want to talk about is the fearful avoidant attachment style, which is the very last attachment style. The interesting thing about the fearful avoidant attachment style is they have the activating strategies of the anxious preoccupied and the deactivating strategies of the dismissive avoidant, which means they are hot and cold in relationships. One minute they want you around, the next minute they don't. One minute they want to get married, the next minute they don't even want to be in a relationship. It almost looks as if they're bipolar in the relationship, which makes the relationship the most volatile. And I don't know anyone that wants to be in a relationship that's that volatile, that's uh, on and off again it's really disheartening it hurts your ego it hurts your pride and it also makes you feel as if you're not worthy of that person's love which you all know that the anxious preoccupied already struggles with uh, the rejection wound and the <laughs> dismissive avoiding already struggles with the abandonment wound and the vulnerable wound and you have to be vulnerable in relationships so if you go into a relationship with a fearful avoidant and you're vulnerable and that person abandons you it's just going to draw you back into your dismissiveness or it's just going to make you even more every attachment style that people deem as unhealthy or undesirable all have the same issue with trust they don't trust people and rightfully so it's either because they couldn't trust people in their upbringing or they couldn't trust people in the past, people that they you could have had a secure attachment style and gotten into a relationship with somebody that was like a narcissist or somebody that really drove you off of your center, which caused you to not trust people from there on out. So I would encourage you guys to do the work yourself, figure out what your attachment style is. There are a number of tests out there that you can find online to kind of give you a little bit of insight on how you operate in romantic relationships. And I can tell you that the way that you operate in 
your friendships or with your coworkers, it most likely won't be the same as the way that you operate within your romantic relationship. In order to have a relationship that's thriving, happy, and healthy, you have to be able to be vulnerable, you have to be able to be trusting, and you have to put yourself out there for that person. Living like a song.